Blog Talk Radio. Sleep for a reason. 
And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA Sultan mattresses. IKEA, love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? No, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes. But it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Welcome back to The Balance. Good to be back in the chair here in The Balance Studios. We took a week off for the 4th of July. Hope everyone had a great 4th. Joining us now, Adam Jividan, Super Browns fan, Super Buckeyes fan, Super Garden. Hell, I'm not going to go through the whole thing again. He's just our Swiss Army knife. Adam Jividan, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, Tom. How are you, man? Good. I don't know if we can add any more to your intro. We'll try. I don't know if we can. I mean, probably <laughs> not. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, we could get into all the pop culture stuff, but then my intro would be as long as a Marvel movie. So. Oh man. Yeah, you know, you are my go-to. I have to admit, you are my go-to, especially when it comes to Marvel movies. We started last year. We thought, well, we we're going to go through all of them. That lasted every bit. I think we made it a month, <laughs> and then other things started started popping up. But uh, it's it's all good. You know, are, are, are you an Indiana Jones fan? Of course I am. Ah, I figured you Have I be. seen the new one? Well, no. Am I very nervous considering how bad Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are going to get we are going to see it. Uh, for sure, and we've been kind of working our way through. We've seen all of them before, obviously, but uh, uh, we've got two more to watch. Uh, so I, I think the second one was pretty good. I mean, you always you look at the, you look at where. Okay, is it going to be like sequels? Are they always going to be uh, different, better? Uh, you know, so it's hard to, especially when you have such a huge hit that um, that. Indiana Jones was in the oh, first like one. Yeah, Temple of Doom is terrible. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it, it, it was kind of almost like a, a situation comedy, sort of. So, and I don't know if that was their intent, but there was just a lot of like <laughs> fake stuff. So, any which way. Oh, which, by the way, speaking of sequels, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I have officially finished Ted Lasso 
Melissa and I did over the holiday weekend. And uh, I have to say, that's one of the best shows I've ever watched on television. And, and people at work were talking about it. And I was like, Who, what is this Ted Lasso? And everybody's like, what the? You need to, your home, my manager's like, you, your homework is to watch Ted Lasso. So I did that. You, you were a Ted Lasso fan too, weren't you? <clears throat> I am. And I, I believe you have finished, you, you have finished it, right? No, actually, I've, I've been watching. I've watched okay. the whole series with a friend, and we have not, we have not finished it. Okay, well, but I, I won't offer any spoilers, but, uh, you know, they left the door open, and there's, but this isn't it. But according to what everybody says, this is it. Well, let's get on into it. NBA free agency is underway. Uh, of course, the summer league's going on too, uh, and uh, you know, I, I hear there was a little encounter between. Uh, Britney Spears and Winnemetoba, and just a, just a sad thing. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like they said that nothing's gonna come of it. There's like video of like one of his security people. Like I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I the, <laughs> the more interesting thing to me was Wemby's stat line, which is not. Um, not exactly setting the world on fire. He went two for 13 from the field. Which, yeah, against uh, the Hornets. And he was getting, and getting physically pushed around, which is exactly what I was like, guys, before we announce this, announce this guy is the next Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, let's see him play against, like, professional grown men basketball players. Mm-hmm. Well, the, it's – is summer league. I mean, you know, I think we're, we're quick to say, oh, well, we told you so. Well, well, we'll see. You know, I mean, can't can his not, his not, uh, skills? I'm not set. saying he won't be good. He's got so much talent there, but it's going to take time. Like they're expecting him to come in and be this MVP type player immediately, and that's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you. I thought you get ready to say something else. Sorry about that, nope. Adam. I'm like, I was like, uh, I'm, 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 I'm just used to you just uh, having a lot to say. So I, I wanted to make sure that I, I, I cleared the path. Well, let's get into some stories around the, the free agency. But let's start uh, with uh, Dario Sarko agrees to a one-year deal with the Warriors. We look at the Warriors, it doesn't look like there's a lot of excitement going on with the Golden State Warriors. They certainly needing a backup center, and uh, their options in the free agency are dwindling. So uh, since we know the Golden State Warriors, let's talk about them and the free agency, and then we'll move on to other yeah, teams. I mean, the biggest move for the Warriors actually happened before free agency started. It was when they traded Jordan Poole to the Wizards and got Chris Paul. And I think we've talked about this already, that, like, I'm sitting here as a fan of basketball that is, I would consider myself fairly knowledgeable about the game, and I don't know how he fits, if I'm being honest. Um, it, it's a move that, okay, maybe they flip Paul – down the road if he doesn't fit, similar to what they did with D'Angelo Russell when they get, swapped D'Angelo Russell and got Andrew Wiggins. I just don't, I don't know how it makes sense to me. Um, the Warriors right now are doing everything they can to, to, to pry that championship window open for as long as they can, and I mean, I understand that. I, I would have done the same thing, but um, 
it, 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 it's a move that just doesn't make a ton of sense. Darius Arch is fine. He's he's a guy. Um, he, he's a big body. So, you know, that's also not going to make waves in the locker room. Like, I think that's the thing that they were looking for, too, is who are good locker room guys because Jordan Poole, there are, is well documented, was not a good locker room guy and frequently got into it with Draymond Green to the point that when Draymond was a free agent this offseason, he said, I am not signing, I am not re-signing if Jordan Poole is still on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, that, that's where the Warriors are. Are they a contender? Uh, maybe if Steph and Clay, really it's more about Clay. If he has one last run left in him, I just don't think he does. Um, he's just, he just doesn't have, he doesn't have the quickness of the lift on his shot like he used to have. Steph, Steph could still drop 35 on you um, and make you look silly, but I just, I don't think, I think this team is, is fighting for the bottom end of the playoffs as opposed to the top end. But we thought the same thing when they won their last title. So you never know. Um, but I tend to think that the Warriors are, are on the, the – they are not only on the back nine, they're headed to the clubhouse. <laughs> I, I probably, that's probably a, a fair statement. Well, uh, let's uh, talk about a couple, uh, at least one more uh, spotlight star, if you will. Kylie Irving uh, returns to the Dallas Maverick. Uh, Mavericks, sorry. And there's more than one Maverick there. <laughs> uh, and uh, thoughts on that? I know that was a big story there for a while, too, with Kyrie Irving returning to Dallas. Yeah, this was legitimately uh, – Dallas painted themselves into a corner. They never should have made this trade in the first place. It was legitimately the stupidest thing they could have done. Kyrie Irving, after having left LeBron in the Cavs, is not only um, not a winner, he is a cancer in every single locker room he's been to. And them making the trade for Kyrie Irving last summer is what is ultimately going to lead them to have to tear down uh, this team and most likely trade Luka Doncic, who is – at worst, the second or third best player in the league. I think the three best players in the league undoubtedly are Luka, Giannis, and Jokic. And they're probably going to have to trade Luka because this has been, I mean, an, an, an absolute failure of a team build by Mark Cuban and company. Um, Kyrie, is, he's a poison. You don't want him anywhere near your basketball team. I legitimately don't understand why teams keep giving them these giant deals when – he, he gives up on teams. He routinely requ- you know, requests a trade the second he doesn't get exactly what he wants. He can't coexist with Luka because he is a ball dominator on offense, and Luka needs the ball in his hands to initiate what Dallas does. It just doesn't make an ounce of sense why they made the trade in the first place. But once <coughs> they did and gave up what little assets they had, they kind of had to re-sign him. Well, let's uh, get into some of these teams and let's let's talk about their grades or the grades at least that, you know, me not being the super uh, knowledgeable NBA guy as you are, but I am a fan and hey, it's my show. So I got to do show prep. So I did went through yesterday when we talked about doing the free agent season and just did a quick glance and get, got some grades together. So let's start with the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they, uh, they got rid of Aaron Holiday, moved him over to Houston. Uh, there's outside of Trey Young and Deontay Murray, uh, where are the Hawks going to wind up? I give them a D plus. Doesn't look like they did much of anything, if anything, in the free agency to improve their position. 
but what are your thoughts about the Hawks? I think I think what the Hawks are doing, honestly, is the Hawks are setting up to ultimately trade Trey Young, um, and they just signed a Jude Murray. Uh, run with run with Deontay Murray. Like, let him be your. You got to pay somebody. Let him be the guy. Trade Trey Young because he still has solid trade value. I'd say it's less than it was a year ago, but um, he can't be your number one. If Trey Young's your number one, the best you're going to be is like a four or five seed in the playoffs at absolute best. They had that run a couple years ago, which is probably the best that they're going to get when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, but I, I think that's what they're doing is they're preparing to to go into rebuild mode. Now, if, it, well, now if I'm but, smart, I would try to trade Trey Young to Dallas, take Kyrie knowing that he's going to pout and have him sit, and then you have much better lottery odds. That's what I would do <laughs> if I was Atlanta. Well, Atlanta doesn't have very much money. They don't have very much financial wiggle room, so are they, would they be able to make that happen? I don't know, but that does sound like yeah, a good scenario. Yeah, because Trey and Kyrie make essentially the same dollar amount, so just be an even swap. Gotcha. So whether whether or not he's pouting in Dallas or pouting in Atlanta, he's going to be pouting somewhere. <laughs> Correct. We call exactly. him Divas for a reason, Adam. We call him Divas for a reason. The Boston Celtics, uh, they, they had some uh, stuff going on. Uh, they, did, they did some additions through trading and extensions and uh, they they uh, they lost Grant Williams to Dallas. We're going to keep talking about Dallas. Um, I, I think they did good. I mean, overall, after looking at what Boston did and what Boston needed, I think they addressed their needs. So I'll give them a passing grade of a B. Yeah, I think I think Boston is is much stronger than a lot of people realize. They got Porzingis in the trade that sent out Marcus Smart. They needed to get Marcus Smart out of there because Marcus Smart thought he was the alpha. I'm sorry, Jason Tatum is your alpha, and and uh, <laughs> Jalen Brown is your is your number two. And that's how it has to be. And until Jason Tatum is forced into that role, Marcus Smart took more end of game shots than anybody else <laughs> on the Boston Celtics, which is asinine because Marcus Smart he thinks he's Michael Jordan, and like my dude, you're just you're not him. Like, recognize your role. And then at the same time, if he's not recognizing his role, it allows Jason Tatum, who is naturally more um, deferential as a teammate, to not step into the role he needs to play, which is that late-game killer, um, if he's going to take that next evolution in his game. And we're going to find out if he, if he can. Some guys can't do it. They're amazing. Minutes one through 46, and they get in the last two, and they just – crumple but we're going to find out who jason tatum is with this with the moves that boston made the brooklyn nets uh they certainly had some action and time in the in the free agency obviously the biggest name leaving them going back to dallas or going not back to dallas but we are going back to talk about dallas yet again seth curry uh but uh, retaining cam johnson was the main goal of the of the brooklyn nets in the offseason and they added more dynamic offensive weapons to the roster by replacing Seth curry and yuda wanted to be and and Lonnie Walker and Dennis Smith by by paying John Suarez $108 million. So yeah, I think the Brooklyn Nets again are are, are situating themselves to be a dominant team, but can they deliver? I don't, I don't know. And I think Steph Curry Uh, might be a a big. Like dominate against, um, I don't know that, that team is, that team, that's a lottery team. 
They got they got no like they're they're trying to build around Bridges who they got in the in the different trades last year. That was in the Grant trade. Um, they got Cam Johnson who's up and down. Um, they're trying to build that roster around what they're doing um, around <clears throat> the move that they've made centered around trading Durant, trading Irving. So they're at least two or three years off and some lottery luck. Um, they're going to be a lottery team. They need to be a lottery team. Great. <laughs> I, I agree. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Charlotte Hornets. Um, you know, their free agency departure, they, Dennis Smith, um, over to Brooklyn. I, I don't really know much about the Hornets. and uh, You can just skip the Lamel- Hornets and say they spent this offseason by not drafting Scoot Henderson. And give okay. them an ask and let's move on. Give him an F and move on. Let's talk about the Chicago Bulls then. Uh, Lonzo Ball's injury. You know, and, and I, I, maybe it's just me, and maybe I'm just so out of con- connection with the world, but I haven't heard the Ball name for a while. And it, did his dad just stop talking? I mean, I haven't. Yeah, just, they, they were out in El- Lonzo got hurt <laughs> and uh-huh. wasn't very. It wasn't and didn't live up to to his uh, his hype. Lamelo is still very good, but he's just in basketball purgatory that is Charlotte. You know, Michael Jordan mm-hmm. might be, and not might be, is one of the best two players ever to play this game, but he's also one of the worst owners to ever own a team. So, you know, he, mm. Lamelo's existing, and Lonzo, uh, we don't know if Lonzo's ever going to lace him up again. Um, he just cannot get over a lot of these injury issues that he has with his back you and know. his knees. Well, let's talk about your Cleveland Cavaliers. Why we got you here? Uh, I'll let you. I'll let you go. Yeah. I'll let you give them a grade. But because the because they're the Cavs, and I swear I didn't do any homework with the Cavs. I figured you you would handle the Cavs. So because they're the Cavs, and it's you, I'm giving them an A. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> I mean, I would give the Cavs a B plus. I don't know how much better they could have done. If I'm going to be honest, the. the the big move they didn't make was trading Jared Allen. Um, Jared Allen played great, has played great for us the last two seasons, but was absolutely outplayed by Mitchell Robinson in the playoffs against the Knicks. I mean, it, and it not only outplayed, he I've never seen him look so passive. He wouldn't even box out to get rebounds. And I'm going, okay, where is his headspace at? I think the best plan – for the Cavs, long-term, would be to trade Jared Allen, get some more wing flexibility, have Mobley play that stretch five where you don't have a true center, almost like when Boston would have KG slide over to the five in their championship run in, in those the, with those teams. They brought Kendrick Perkins off the floor. KG went into this, like, hybrid center power forward just beast mode, and that's what they need to do with Evan Mobley. They did pick up uh, George Niang from Philadelphia. They got Ty Jerome, a backup point guard. Um, the big move that we made, though, was um, signing Max Struess from the Miami Heat. He's a knockdown shooter um, and took it and then sent out Chetty Osman and Lamar Stevens. I think it's a BB plus. I, I don't know with the roster construction the way it is. I just feel like they have one move left in them 
to try to send them over the top, and they really need to because the Knicks are going to be lingering um, in the Donovan, you know, in, in the hopes of just signing Donovan Mitchell outright and pairing him next to Jalen Brunson. Mitchell's from New York, um, so we'll see. So, like, uh, I I think there's a good chance that the and the Cavs I think will be a a three four seed. Five at worst, basically where they were this year with the current roster construction. Um, could see better. A, a lot's going to come from how much does Evan Mobley in the off season work on his body in terms of his strength, and then how much does he work on his um, outside game. If he can, if he can make threes at a consistent clip, then this team it unlocks a new level of spacing and danger that that. I think would help propel them above other teams. And a lot also depends on like what happens with Philadelphia. They still haven't, you know, nothing's happened yet with James Harden um, and some of the teams above them. You know, we need to see how Boston gels um, without smart. He was kind of their glue guy, even though he was playing over his head in a lot of ways and, and at times. So I think the Cavs are in a good spot. I still think there are moves left to be made that would help propel them into the level of where they want to. We're talking with Adam Jivett in, uh, breaking down the NBA free agency. Uh, we don't have a lot of time left here, uh, but so let's get into, uh, we'll skip over, you know, the Dallas Mavericks. There never really seemed to be a question about the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks were an easy one to do homework on. Uh, and, you know, I don't think Dallas ever really thought Kyrie Irving was actually, Kyrie Irving was actually leaving in the off season and they got, as we mentioned earlier, they got Grant Williams and Seth Curry. Uh, so I think that they that really a lot of people might argue that Grant Williams and Seth Curry are two underrated additions to the to the Mavs. So I you know give them a, a passing grade. That's where we left off at. But let's go on down to the Pacers. Uh, obviously, put on the homework card and, and Tony Donahue. He's going to be joining us here soon, and, and we're going to continue talking a little bit about the NBA free agency, but also about the Pacers. Uh, but, uh, you know, we got Tyree Taliburton, the extension, I should say. Uh, Bruce Brown, good player. I think you and I text about him. A good player out on the wing. Uh, used to be a part of the Nuggets in the championship run, so he's, he's got himself a ring. He's a veteran. I think that's going to be a, a big help. Uh, is he the answer? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, as I think he won't be nothing more than a secondary player. But you know, he was the the talk of the town. Bruce Brown with the Pacers. Uh, certainly, there's a lot of other stuff still going on with the Pacers. But Indiana Pacers uh, give him a passing grade. I I give the Pacers an A. Bruce Brown's a perfect fit next to Halliburton. Perfect fit next to Halliburton. And the underrated deal the Pacers made is absolutely swindling the New York Knicks out of Obi Toppin um, for two future second-round picks. Like, he, Obi has put up good numbers. He was playing in a, in, a, in a position when they had him on the court that doesn't fit his skill set literally at all um, because Tom Thibodeau is the most rigid NBA coach in the entire league. He has, like, he has one way of doing things and he can't ever think about anything else, which is why like they traded for Cam Reddish and he refused to play him because he couldn't imagine how he would play for them. Um, no, Obi Toppin was perfect. He is a 
out in transition horse that is going to give Halliburton. I mean, it's going to be Lob City with, uh, with 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 Halliburton, who is one of the best passers in the league. Very underrated aspect of his game. People don't talk about it just because they don't watch the Pacers. Um, but uh, Obi's going to be perfect. If you don't remember Obi Toppin, Tom, he was the center for the Dayton team. That was the number one team in the country the year COVID mm-hmm. hit, and we didn't have the the tournament. Okay. The, 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 the tournament was canceled, not the year that we had it here. Right. Um, yeah. But Obi is he he puts up like a on a per forty eight split he puts up something like sixteen and like nine or ten um, and has pretty consistently and that's playing in a system that doesn't utilize his strength. The Knicks played like in the third slowest clip in the NBA and. Obi would get his transition just off of steals. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of – I think the Pacers did between what they did, you know, in, in the draft and then making this deal. I, the question that I have with the Pacers is, does this give them the, the roster depth? To make, because they, to make a move <laughs> – of value on Miles Turner coming off the best year he's ever played. What could they like? Who could they get for Miles Turner, or do they just, ha- or do they just have incredible depth? The thing that you're going to be looking for as an Indiana Pacers fan is this team needs to get out of the lottery. They need to make the leap into the playoffs. There are going to be other teams that made the playoffs last year. They're going to fall off, but I think they're going to be in that same group that like. Orlando is in trying to make a jump um, from out of the out of the, the, the lottery and into the playoffs. The Kings just ran into a Warriors team in the playoffs that was just more expensive, more experienced. So, you know, I I expect the Pacers to be competing for a playoff spot. If they're not, then I'm looking at Rick Carlisle and I'm going, okay, what is not happening? with your player development. Because if I look, they are one of the best. I mean, at worst, they need to get to the play-in game. <clears throat> if they can't get the play-in game, that's an absolute failure. But I, I uh-huh. love the way that they're building and developing this roster. I am, it's the first time as someone who, who grew up watching the Cavs and Pacers, and I actually watched more of the Pacers because they had Reggie Miller and the Cavs were a dumpster fire for years. Um, as a Pacers fan and someone that loves the Pacers, I used to have season tickets when I had more financial flexibility. Um, I would get like season ticket packages, not the full year, but like the partial year. Um, yeah. This is the best roster they've had since we had the run with with PG and Hibbert and, and all those guys. So the, the pieces are, are starting to come together. They're young. They need to figure some things out, but they're starting to come together. They need to move. Um, they, they, you know, they moved off of Duarte. I think Duarte kind of hit his ceiling, um, and that spot was filled by Brown, who is much better. Um, they, they really have a chance to start to put together a roster that can not only compete for this year, but can compete for the next several seasons because we're going to see other teams struggle. Heat um, <clears throat> are getting older, for example. Brooklyn's a disaster. Brooklyn's a mess. Um, Philadelphia, if they trade James Harden, they are one Joel Embiid injury away from going, oh, crap. Um, there's a lot of opportunity for the Pacers to slide up and make some noise in the playoffs, which having playoff basketball 
here in Indy is what we all want. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and my my fear is is to get overly optimistic as we as we have seen you know over the last couple of years. Super excited about them in the at the beginning of the season. In the last half of the season, they they just turn into a completely different team. It's almost like a tale of two different teams, two different cities. Uh, so let's let's hope that that. Uh, they did well with the lottery. They did well with the free agency and do continue to do well in the free agency and make the moves that they need to make. Cause I, I agree. I think that they have the potential on paper uh, to be a very, a very good team. Uh, Adam, can you stay with us for just a little bit or do you got to go or what's your, what's your schedule? Got like just a minute. Okay. It's fine. We're, we're standing by for Tony Donahue, but uh, you know, Overall, listening to, uh, you know, national radio and other talking heads talk, most people are in agreement that the L.A. Lakers have really uh, had one of the best of the free agency periods of any team in the league so far. Uh, Gabe Vincent is an upgrade great from Dennis Schroeder. Jackson Hayes is an upgrade from Obama. Uh, both Cam Reddish and uh, Prince uh, present two way, a, a two-way prong, if you will. Uh, and then overpaying Austin Reeves and Rua Hachimura, that's a word, uh, was essential to bring them back. And and now the Lakers can once again be a championship-contending team, uh, given their depth and firepower. Now, that said, it's the L.A. Lakers and it's the talking heads. So uh, what are your thoughts on the L.A. Lakers uh, and how they have performed in the free agency? Yeah, Rob Blinken knocked it out of the park. Um, Gabe Vincent. Very clear upgrade to Schroeder. Um, I'm not a huge Dennis Schroeder fan. I just, I just never liked him. I don't know if it's that stupid yellow streak he has in his hair. Um, I just, <laughs> he, he thinks he's better than what he is, and it makes him. He makes Dennis Schroeder makes really bad decisions in crunch time, and, and and as a point guard, or even if you play him off the ball, that's not what you want. You want somebody that is a primary or secondary ball handler to make sound decisions. Um, and, and that's, and, and he'll, and he just makes dumb ones. Like, it's just like a soup, like a behind the back pass where you're like, you didn't have to do that. You just could have taken a slightly better angle and made the pass that's not going to get stolen by the defender that's playing off the man, or you sail it into the bleachers. Um, but no, Gabe Vincent's a, a really solid, um, great shooter, just had a really great run with the heat. Whoever said they overpaid Austin Reeves clearly has not watched Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves was an integral part of the Lakers' run um, after they made those trades. Rui, good grief, the player that he is with the Lakers um, and the player that he was with the Washington Wizards, it's literally like Jekyll and Hyde. Like, he's so much better playing with the Lakers. They have a very specific role for him that fits his skill set very, very well. Um and and I just think the Lakers, um, they had that run after they made the trade because they also brought D'Angelo Russell back. They had that run where they were the best team in the league from the trade to the end of the season. From a, It was either best or second best. I don't remember. I know it was like kind of coming down to the wires who would have the best kind of second half run or second third run, I guess you would say, um, from when the t- trade deadline sits in, re- in, the, in the regular season. Um, but they were phenomenal after those trades. And then obviously made that run all the way to the Western Conference Finals where, like, people want to give them crap for, like, what they did. And I'm sorry. The Nuggets, they they weren't losing. They just weren't. Um, Jokic and Murray were playing at a 
different level. But I, the moves that the Lakers made really cemented them as the number two team in the West. And, I mean, we can say that, you know, with, with the moves the Suns made of getting Bradley Beal, and they're like, oh, but look at that. Like, it would be awesome if you're playing NBA 2K and you're playing five-minute quarters. But that's not real life. Also, all of the Suns players have major injury histories um, with all of their big-name guys. So I, I have the Lakers right now as the very clear number two team in the West. Now, will they finish there from a record perspective? Probably not because I just kind of think there will be a chunk of the season where LeBron and then maybe like AD take some games off to rest their old bodies. LeBron's played so many minutes when you count playoffs and regular season and Olympics that he's just like, you know, let's let's take a break while we're in the middle of this uh, slog in January of the NBA season, like right before the All-Star break or things like that. But I, I think the Lakers are set up very, very well to not only have a good regular season with their depth and be able to even rest their guys, but to make another deep run um, deep into the playoffs um, again next year with, with this with this roster construction. And this is a great, great job by Rob Polinka. Adam Jividen, we appreciate you joining us today. Real quickly, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks were totally embarrassed in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, and uh, so I, I don't know what your thoughts are in the, in the free agency is, uh, for them, but clearly they want to do more than go into the first round of the playoffs. Uh, as we know, they fired their coach as a result of that. Uh, so uh, what do we think about the offseason for the Milwaukee Bucks? Are they going to be back? And are they going to make it past the first round in the playoffs? Yeah, firing Coach Bud was really stupid. If I'm just going to – that was dumb. I, I mm-hmm. think it was a, a massive overreaction um, to their playoff exit. Um, I also they, – they didn't have a ton of moves left um, because realistically they, they also didn't need to have a ton of moves. They lost in the first round because Giannis got hurt in the first quarter. Like – the move they made in firing Bud because of that is it was a shockingly bad move for a franchise that has been patient. Um, so I don't. Could the will the Bucks be the number one seed in the East again? It just depends on how healthy Giannis is and how much they want to push for it. Um, they could. Um, do I think they will be at championship level again? A lot just depends on the health of their team. Chris Middleton has been struggling the last several seasons with with injuries pretty consistently. Um, Drew Holiday, while being arguably the best perimeter defender in the league, has struggled with injuries. Um, they brought back um, Brooke Lopez, even brought Robin Lopez back um, as their backup center. And he was at the Cavs last year. And, I mean, he couldn't do anything. So that was a, a that's a non-move. I just I don't know that Milwaukee has um, when it comes to the playoffs has the horses to make a finals run. Still, I, I just I don't know. I tend to think they don't because if you're not sure, the answer is likely no. Um, but could they go on another run where Middleton gets hot and Giannis looks like Giannis? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but this is this is but but a lot's also going to depend on this new coach. We don't know anything about this guy. So how is he going to handle the pressure and scrutiny of having to replace a guy that won an NBA championship just a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. 
Well, we will see lots of answers to lots of questions to be answered. That's for, that's for sure in the in the NBA uh, free agency. So, Adam Jeminen, our uh, official uh, Swiss Army knife, super Cavs fan, super Bucks fan. Uh, any any preseason uh, chatter you want to talk about that with the uh, Buckeyes? Uh, anything like that for football um, coming up? Buckeyes going well. We're ready, man. There have been so much smack talk about my Ohio State Buckeyes, and I think they're ready to come in and smash some heads. Marvin Harrison Jr., um, it, he's just a freak. Um, I've he's a stud, awesome yeah. And I just, like, he, it, it, um, I mean, if you've got a quarterback that's solid, like, let's just say there was some, like, freak injury and, like, or, or, or let's just say that, that, that Richardson is struggling and, 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 and the Colts finish with the number one overall pick, I wouldn't be mad if they spent it on Marvin Harrison Jr. I, I know a wide receiver at number one has never happened before, but my gosh. Uh, that <laughs> is just, he's a different level. I mean, Joel Klatt said it last year. Um, this minute that Marvin Harrison enters the league, he's instantly one of the five best talents in the NFL. Um, I... It's from that perspective. I think that I think if the Colts end up getting a receiver, which we know won't happen because Chris Ballard apparently thinks it's 1989 still and just doesn't draft him. <laughs> but I think the receiver that the Colts are more likely to end up with because they will not be low enough to get Richardson would be Emeka Egbuka, the other Ohio State receiver who is picked to go in the top 15 of next year's draft. Uh, the, the the Buckeyes are the Buckeyes are loaded. I'm just ready for the season to start. I'm I'm itching for football and 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 ready to get into it when we have when we I know we're gonna have upcoming our our preseason show where we're on like the whole hour and a half for just football talk and I am ready for it. Yes, we we will definitely for sure be doing that and 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 the time is coming, sir. The time is coming. You're talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. We all know who his father is uh, very very well. Uh, let me ask you this: I'm sure that the comparisons have already started, but is it fair to compare the two yet? Oh, uh, I, I mean, I yes, but it's also hard because they're totally different players. You know, senior was short. He was what I think five ten, more. And right. He just knew how he, to. Junior's bigger. Yeah. Yeah, junior's six three, six four in cleats. Has long arms. They already say he's faster than his dad. He's better built. Um, but Marvin Harrison Senior was one of the best route runners I've ever seen. The, probably the 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 best route runners of my lifetime would be obviously Jerry Rice. Um. Chris Carter was an amazing route runner. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, um, Marvin Harrison. Those are the guys off the top of my head that you say, if I'm a young receiver and I want to watch tape on who ran the best routes, those would be like, go get those guys. There and then, and then, and then work for some of the more modern guys. But they were just they were phenomenal. And that, that was the thing that set Marvin Harrison out, out, out amongst his peers. Um, and, and really, it was that skill – that he helped impart to Reggie Wayne, that helped make Reggie Wayne. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So, I mean, there's different players. Marvin is at a physical skill that his dad never uh, had. Well, one could argue that Peyton Manning would not be Peyton Manning if it wasn't for Marvin Harrison. Just saying. The argument could be made there. 
Are you, are you there, Adam? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I I, I would say, I mean, the, the two the two made each other. If we're going to be honest, yeah. Like Marvin wouldn't have been Marvin without Peyton. I don't think Peyton would have been Peyton without Marvin. There you and, go. And, and that's the same with Jerry Rice and Joe Montana, or Jerry Rice and Steve mm-hmm. Young. Yep. So I, I I yes, I don't disagree. Adam, we appreciate anyway, you joining us. Got... Going. Yep. I've got daddy duty today, yourself? so I it was a pleasure <laughs> joining you guys. Always, and, uh, always we'll talk buddy. To you soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Adam Jividen, appreciate it. Adam Jividen, super Browns fan, Buckeyes fan, Guardians fan, super uh Cavs fan, great dad, just an all around great dude, our, our college football co pilot. He's our Swiss Army knife. But, yes, we're really excited to be out about talking some college football. We're standing by for uh, Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast and the Fan Place. Uh, and so we'll get into some conversations. So we do have other conversations to talk about in the event that we're not able to connect with uh, uh, Tony. Uh, but, uh, again, 917-889-8516 is our digits. We'll be back right here on the Balance Radio Network. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying But I'm only human after all I'm only human after all Don't put your blame on me Don't put your blame on me In the mirror, what do you see? Do you see it clearer, or are you deceived? In what you believe? Cause I'm only human after all, and you're only human after- The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like... Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on geico.com or the Geico mobile app. 
Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. No, they're my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? No, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes. But it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science book. Don't know much about the French I took. Mandy, Mandy Pepperidge, well, I haven't seen you since we... Go away. I'm sorry, I can only stay a minute. Let me buy you some lunch. Oh, you've got your lunch. Well, how about some milk? You got your milk, too. Well, can I just massage your thighs while you eat? Do I have to leave? Is this any... talking and it's what we call dead air it's never a good thing it's never a good thing uh to have dead air (laughs) 917-889-8516 is our digits thank you adam jibbidin super browns fan super guardians fan super duper uh uh super duper uh guardians fan cavaliers fan but i leave off yeah he's right you know if we added his pop culture reference knowledge man 
We'd, it'd be like reading a, uh, a book almost. Dude is smart when it comes to pop culture. We'll give him that. We've talked about adding a pop culture segment to the show. Rick Reagan would have been great for that too, as well. But uh, hey, you know, he, he's my go-to. He's my go-to. Hey, uh, if you've seen this movie, you're going to watch this movie. Of course, we were talking about Indiana Jones. And, uh, you know, we still got to get a couple of those in. Well, we've seen all of them, but we're going to watch the other two, and then we're going to see the new one. So we'll see. Uh, as we've seen with Indiana Jones, uh, you've got your good and your different. I mean, I think the number, the second one was like, was it meant to be comedy? I, maybe. If, if if so, they did a they did a, a great job. If it wasn't meant to be comedy, they just they just blew it all all to hell. That's for sure. So yeah, you know we're we're standing by efforting to get a hold of Tony Donahue, um, who was scheduled to be with us today. But that's okay. Uh, we can we can truck on along. I do know that we've got Ed Kratz uh, coming on here in about twenty minutes, twenty five minutes or so. So. Uh, and we're going to be talking in the preseason NFL. So we'll, we'll kind of pause the talk on, on that, you know, as well. But, uh, yeah, I texted him, and I said 10 o'clock. I actually meant 1030. He goes, what? I thought you were, you were testing my brain to see if I'm alive. <laughs> you know, you know that's how it goes. Hey, we, we talked a little bit about in passing, and I don't want to spend a lot of time. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about Britney Spears. I mean, we've almost gone a long time without talking about Britney Spears in life, you know, and then all of a sudden, here we are talking about Britney Spears again. And to bring you up to speed, and, and I love Tony, I was, if he gets, comes on, we'll ask me about the tweet, but it was great. Uh, when it, he said, when it has no idea who Britney Spears even is. <laughs> what? You don't know who Britney Spears is, no. Uh, but so after an investigation, you know, there has to be one whenever Britney Spears gets involved. There's always an investigation. No charges will be filed following a brief investigation into the altercation this week involving pop star Britney Spears and San Antonio Spurs, Spurs rookie Victor Wimitoa. Wimmy. We went through a whole thing last week or the week before about how to say his name. And I think I was told, I think Adam told us that his nickname is Wimmy, I think. But anyway, and a, and a member of the player security team, the Las Vegas police fed Friday after, Friday after determining that she inadvertently <laughs> hit herself in the face. It wasn't. I, I, I don't understand where the story goes from there, but Spears had uh, filed a police report alleging battery and saying that she was struck in the face by the security guard when she tried to approach Wimitoa near a restaurant at the ARA IRA Hotel and Casino Wednesday night. So she slapped herself, apparently. But she, I mean, she'll, she'll try anything, won't she? According to the copy of the police report, uh, uh, Spears noticed Wimitoba went up to tap him on the shoulder. Spears manager, Kate Hudson, told uh, police that a member of Wimitoba's security team struck uh, Spears in the face, knocking her glasses off. However, a member of Spears' security team described the physical interaction as a pop star having her hand pushed off Wimitoba, describing the move was a standard response by security. <laughs> 
All right, so there you go. You are you are brought up to speed on your on your uh, on your uh, uh, Britney Spears. Now now the stupid uh, the Britney song is playing. That song going through my mind. We're talking with Adam about the the uh, NBA uh, free agency and what's going on there. You know, uh, put on my homework card here with the Pacers. I mean, I certainly I want to see the Pacers do well. I'm, I'm a big uh, I'm a big Pacers fan. Uh, I like, uh, of course. I, again, I'm putting on my homework card. I, I do think that we we did good in the free agency. You know, the addition to Halliburton, uh, or the extension, I should say, and then uh, the addition of Bruce Brown. Adam, you know, says, hey, yeah, no, that's a that's a great pick, great matchup. You know, um, I, I, I the jury's still out for me on whether or not that that he moves the needles for the Indiana Pacers. Does he move the needle for the Indiana Pacers? And I guess that's just because I've been so like excited for the Pacers to see what they can do, and only to be let down. You know, to be excited for prom date. Only to be let down, right? <laughs> Tease that it's like a prom day, those Indiana Pacers. So we'll we'll see. You know, are, are we are we more worried about what's going to happen with the Pacers, or are we more worried about what's going to happen with the Colts? And you know, we'll get into some uh, talk about the Colts uh, with uh, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and Inside.com, here in about twenty five minutes or so. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk with him about the Colts. We've got some stuff on paper, and, you know, we've got a quarterback now. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, and we'll see what's going on with the Colts. And we'll try not to put on our, our, uh, our uh, Hummer hat too much all the time. You know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know, so real quickly here, we'll go through a, a couple other teams here in the, in the NBA free agency. We're still trying to – effort to get a hold of Tony Donahue, the Tony D podcast and, and the fans place. Uh, but let's talk about the Nuggets. Obviously, they're the defending NBA champions that took a hit this offseason. Like, again, they lost Bruce Brown to the Pacers and Jeff Green. A lot of pressure now falls on the shoulders of Kristen Braun and Peyton Watson. They will both likely see their roles increase heading into the new year. It will be interesting, however, to see what kind of a role Reggie Jackson can fill. No, not the Reggie Jackson that used to be the baseball player. Now I'm showing my age here. Who all remembers Reggie Jackson as a baseball player? Raise your hand. Yeah. Uh, played for the A's when I was a kid. We played for other teams, but that was the, in my mind. That was who uh, Reggie Jackson played for was, was the A's. Because uh, I was an A's in, in Little League. So, you know, I digress. But uh, we'll see what kind of a role he, Reggie Jackson, the basketball player, can fill after inking a new, a new two-year contract because uh, this production was min- minimal in the past season in Denver. But, hey, minimal production got him a, a championship ring by association. <laughs> so we we will see. Well, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, I mean, certainly I knew that I was going to spend the next half hour with you guys in our and we'll call it a fireside chat. <laughs> It'll be, but I so I knew that was going to happen anyway. So it looks like we're not going to get to Tony Donahue. My name's Tom Marquis, El Presidente. That's okay. 
That's okay, y'all. We can definitely uh, roll on. Because, hey, I'm El Presidente, and it doesn't get any better than that. I'm, I'm on loan for God. Did you know that? <laughs> Be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. I'm at a party I don't want to be at And I don't ever wear a suit and tie yet. Wondering if I could sneak up the back Nobody's even looking me in my eye Can you take my hand, finish my drink, say shall we dance? Hell yeah, you know I love you, did I ever tell you? You make it better like that Don't think I fit in at this party Everyone's got so much to say yeah. I always feel like I'm nobody mm. Who wants to fit in anyway? Cause I don't care when I'm with my baby, yeah All the bad things disappear Are you making me feel maybe I am somebody? Party, we don't wanna be at Trying to talk but we can't hear ourselves Specialists, I'd rather kiss them like that But all these people all around are crippled with anxiety But I'm so... The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family. So the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about it. 
morning face you get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA Sultan mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lekwa Pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish, in the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they... Investor philanthropists, do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. to the ballots. My name is Tom Marquis El Presidente. Today is gridiron gladiators, hoops magicians, speed demons. <laughs> All right, that's just a fun way of, of uh, saying the NFL preseason, NBA free agency, and ra- racing is what we're talking about today. <laughs> I don't know how many of you guys, I'm going to digress here, just so I don't know how many of you guys have tried out chat GPT. Well, it's, it's the new thing. It's the new race. You know, I have to admit, I, I totally fall on the sword here. Four or five weeks ago, I didn't even know what this chat GPT is. Now it's just the buzz about all over it. You know, AI this and AI that and AI this, you know. <laughs> but you should have fun with it. You should, uh, you should, uh, I'll have to admit, it, it created our, our title for the show. Uh, so uh, uh, go out, go on chat GPT and, and have fun with it, dude. You can write an email, write a, 
write a, uh, uh, a text to your kids or your wife or what have you, and it'll, it'll do all the work for you. And I have to admit that I, I am enjoying it. I send a lot of emails in work, so it does help me help me do that. I digress. <laughs> but, hey, there, there's, there's a lot of AI going on in, on this show, let me tell you. Uh, at least, at least we we fake like we're smart. So there's your your artificial in, intelligence. Thank you, Adam Jevedin, uh, Super Browns fan, Super Buckeyes fan, uh, Guardians fan, Cavaliers fan, just an all around great guy, great dad. Uh, he's our Swiss Army knife. He's always good to come on. And we were talking about the NBA free agency. Uh, we were hoping to get on Tony Donahue, the Tony D podcast, so in the fans' place. Uh, so that didn't happen. Uh, so uh, we will move on through the show here. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, our official NFL contributor, uh, will be joining us here soon, uh, here in about 15 minutes or so, uh, to break down the NFL preseason. So we've, we've got a lot to talk about. Let's talk a little bit about NASCAR. Um, what were your thoughts about the uh, Chicago street race? Um, you know, I'm hearing that they they uh, basically uh, Chicago really wanted to have the race down there. That really NASCAR got it on the cheap, uh, and uh, you know, a lot of uh, uh, Chicago Park uh, people are saying that you know they're under fire for for basically giving away the store. Uh, so. There's a, a lot of things that ways they could have made money that they didn't make money. But here's 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 one of the things that I didn't like about the race in Chicago. Now there was a lot to like about the race in Chicago. Exciting finish. It was a good good watch. It they I don't believe, and I'm not a I'm not an engineer, but I don't believe that um, they were prepared for the kind of rain. I don't think they were prepared that they would have the issues with the rain that they had with. Now, that said, they had some record amount of rainfalls, and throughout the city, I saw some news coverage, you know, of, of the city. There was a lot of flooding going on, you know, on the main roads and stuff. So that said, you know, it, it may have been an anomaly that, you know, hey, this doesn't happen. We don't get that kind of rain. They get a lot of rain, but uh, I just don't know that they were really prepared to um, – they were really prepared to uh, – um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but they, they weren't really prepared for rain for that track, you know. So that was kind of a takeaway on the on the uh, bad side of it, if you will. But it was great. It was fun. Being a part of history and being the first uh, uh, street race in, in NASCAR, it was uh, uh, great, great watch, great – show to watch great race to watch sorry <laughs> who's in my brain steve wilson our our nascar contributor and uh, editor-in-chief of speedwaydigest.com certainly go there for all your your nascar related questions and nascar talk uh but uh he he's actually out in yellowstone and sent me some pictures pretty cool i have to admit yellowstone is on my bucket list on my bucket list uh so Hopefully, I'll get there one of these days and, you know, but I always wanted to camp the 
camp and hike the the out the back country there. Uh, I think those days are past with me. I can't even walk around IMS anymore. <laughs> hey, did you guys hear this story about NASCAR Jimmy Johnson uh, in-laws? This is a crazy story. We retweeted it and got it out there on on Twitter, but you, you know you can you can check it out yourself. But I mean, this was a crazy story. Jimmy NASCAR. We all know who Jimmy Johnson is, obviously. NASCAR j- driver Jimmy Johnson's in-laws and their grandson were found dead in the apparent murder suicide at Oklahoma. Police said, uh, and this is a crazy story. I mean, it didn't directly involve Jimmy Johnson and his wife, so let's make that very, very clear. But the dead were identified as Jack Janaway, 69, his wife, Terry Janaway, 68, and their grandson, Dalton Janaway, 11, Muskiki police said in a statement. It appears to be a murder-suicide, and what they're saying is uh, that Terry Janaway, the mother-in-law of Jimmy Johnson, uh, is the primary person of suspect. Uh, they, they believe that his mother-in-law uh, killed her husband and her grandson before she died by suicide. Authorities were dispatched after a report of a disturbance at the residence at about 9.05 p.m. Monday from a female caller. Police said in a statement, officers arrived and saw one person dead in the hallway inside the front door. And the, uh, they heard a gunshot, and then they found two others dead inside the home. The statement added. Uh, so... Uh, the three were related to Johnson's wife, Chandra. Um, so that's the latest on that. Uh, but man, uh, I guess uh, jo- uh, Dalton Janaway was a fifth grade student at the Sandler Arts Academy. Uh, so sad, sad news for the Jimmy Johnson family. Uh, uh, prayers and thoughts go out to that family. But I just thought, man, that was just a crazy, bizarre story. And, uh, Man, you know the the tweets got dark real quick. We won't we won't we won't share those. But uh, yeah, Jimmy Johnson, man, thoughts and prayers go out to him. Well, I, I guess that's one reason that he pulled out of the the race um, in Chicago. I think he was he was scheduled to race in Chicago. Um, well, the NASCAR Xfinity Series is back in action today. Uh, with a night race in Atlanta, Atlanta Motor Speedway. Guys, it's almost here. Ten races until the playoffs begin. Austin Hill has never finished worse than second in three races at Atlanta since the track was reconfigured, and uh, he won the last two races there. Riley Herbst is also the only other series driver to have a top ten in each of those last three Atlanta races. Um, There are six drivers from Georgia. Uh, that are going to race today, uh, the most in, of any, the most in any Xfinity race in Atlanta. Uh, those are uh, uh, Brandon Hill, uh, yeah Hill, uh, Jones, Ryan Sieg, uh, Kyle Sieg, Chandler Smith, and Mason Macy. There you go. Green flags at 8:09. What well, inches of fire at 8:09? Sorry, the green flag will wave at 8:20. So, night race. Who are you, who you going to go? Who's who's your pick? Who, who or who's your five dollar DraftKings bet? I don't know if I'm going to actually bet this weekend. We got some other stuff going on. I digress. Going to Dirk's Bentley tomorrow night. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm getting bets in today or not. But uh, so down in Atlanta, 
The garage is open at 11 o'clock today. That's in less than an hour. Qualifying is at 4.05. Uh, driver introductions at 7.30. And so, again, it's a, the, the race is 163 laps, 251.02 miles on the 1.54-mile speedway. Stage 1 ends at lap 40. Stage 2 ends at lap 80. Qualifying at 4.05. Be on the USA Network. As you know, they made the switch from from Fox. They do that mid-season. Uh, I, I guess it's fair for everybody, but uh, my preference is Fox. But you know, they do it. They do a good job. Uh, NBC does a good job. But so they move it over to the USA Network, which is owned by NBC. So. I, I just don't associate USA Network with sports. It just it, it seems like that's where you go on a Sunday afternoon. You watch your old movies or your old Law and Order repeats or something like that. I don't know. Interesting. USA Network, though. You want to catch it. So Dale Jr. in the news make, makes a long-awaited announcement. The location of one of Dale Jr.'s two stars during the 2023 NASCAR Xfinity season has long has long been confirmed, but the other one had not been until now. With the unveiling of the 15th consecutive season as a sponsor of JR Motorsports NASCAR Xfinity Series team co-owner, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is again going to race here in 2023. We'll see. We'll see what race it's going to be. <laughs> I should have had that pulled up. Uh, oh, he's racing in Miami. In October. So there you go. He's going to be racing at Homestead. I should have had that. I should have had that tab, that tab uh, pulled up. I uh, I am not good. I cannot walk and chew gum at the same time. Heck, I can't walk. Period. <laughs> cannot walk. Period. But you know, it's there. It's going to happen. Because what I like about the. Uh, MLB draft is I, I don't know there's probably a Google stat here somewhere where they went directly from uh, dra- uh, from the draft and into the uh, MLB most draft draftees uh, end up in the double A and triple A series so as an example Pirates first round will probably go to here in Indianapolis to the Indianapolis Indians and so forth and then they play for a season or maybe two seasons and then they're pushed up to the bigs, depending on what's going on. But the MLB draft is, is coming up here soon. Uh, so here's some thoughts of the number one uh, of, of the – who goes number one? Um, again, going back to the Pirates, if the Pirates make the call based on talent and talent alone, the answer would be LSU outfielder Dylan Cruz. And remember watching him against Tennessee and in the College World Series, he is a – a great stud for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates to get in the number one. And I'm, I'm, I'm a diehard Cardinals fan. I think everybody knows that. But uh, by association, I'm a Pirates fan uh, because uh, their, their AAA team, as I mentioned, are, is here in Indianapolis. The Indianapolis Indians love to get out there. I haven't gotten out there yet this year, but I will be going out there to the ballpark. So uh looks like it'll probably be Dylan Cruz uh, for the Pirates. Uh, so we'll see. How how deep is the is the um, MLB class? The, the top of class is regarded as having five prospects who are, are on another tier from anyone else in the group. Uh, so 
as mentioned, Cruz. And then there's Wyatt Langford out of Florida. Uh, and there's outfielders Walter Jenkins and Max Clark, both out of an LSU right-hander pitcher, uh, Paul Skeens. Uh, so we'll see. I think, according to what what is being told here, that the top five teams that benefit from those five players are going to be the Pirates, as we just mentioned, the Tigers, the Nationals, the Twins, and the Athletics. The A's, not in Oakland anymore, by the way. Not in Kansas anymore, Toto. <laughs> Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby, for the uh, athletics. Now, how long are we going to continue to call them the Oakland Athletics, the A's, the Oakland A's? Uh, probably a while because I'm still <laughs> I'm still calling the the L.A. Chargers the uh, I'm still calling the L.A. Chargers the uh, San Diego Chargers. <laughs> oh man! So. You know, I was talking earlier about uh, Reggie Jackson. He played for the A's. I wanted to double-check that, and he did, in fact, play for the A's. Because I'm old, but, you know, you, you remember things that happened when you are a kid. Like, hey, I remember I was a Little League baseball player, and I played for the – you know how you get the, the teams, you know, the A's or whatever. I played for the A's. So my favorite uh, – my favorite player was for the A's, and he wore the number nine jersey. I always remember that because I wanted the number nine jersey, but they didn't get the number nine jersey. So I had the A's pinned up on my wall. I was a cool dude. I was a cool dude back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Nine one seven eight eight nine eight five one six is our digits. About five minutes, we're going to be talking with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com. Going to be uh, breaking down um, what's going on in the preseason. Because it's not long, people. It's not long until we have NFL preseason games. And that only means one thing. That means we're getting closer to football. And as, as we were just talking with Adam, when we get off, when we get going full swing with the college football and the NFL, you know, uh, uh, that, that's our show for the most part. That's our show. We're breaking down the, the college football games on Saturday. We're talking about the NFL. So excited. And I'm really excited to, to see what's going to happen with the Indianapolis Colts, their new quarterback. You know, how are we going to end? I mean, we're already saying, oh, let's go. Let's get to the playoffs. If we don't get to a playoffs, this whole season was a disaster. I mean, let's let's slow, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> we're in what's called a rebuild. And, I mean, we are literally rebuilding. When I say we, I mean the Colts. Uh, you didn't know I had ownership with the Colts, did you? But, uh we're in a rebuild year, so excited to see uh, what they're what they're going to do. I was hoping to be able to talk with Tony Donahue of the Tony D podcast. That's okay; things happen. Uh, I wanted to talk with him a little bit about Mid Ohio last last week with um, with IndyCar. 
So we'll see. Um, yeah, see, I can't walk and chew gum at the same time. I was just literally just talking about wishing that we'd get Tony on. Um, he, he had some come up, but he said he can join us here at 1030, so he might be joining us for the NFL talk. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I did want to get his thoughts on the on the uh, IndyCar in mid-Ohio, but we can – Always catch up with him next week if he doesn't join us here at uh, 1030. So that's fine. No, all good. It's all good. 917 our digits. Hey, if you're listening to us on the podcast right now, I want you to just go ahead and hit like and subscribe because really our live show, Good, Bad, or Indifferent, is um, uh, the podcast. So what you're listening to now live is also the, the podcast. So, um, yeah, Tony apologizes profusely if power went out. That's okay. I get it. I get it. Tony, pay, pay your pay your light bill. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, y'all, yeah, going back to what I was saying, uh, hit, hit like and subscribe so we know how awesome you are. We, shoot, we already know how awesome we are. Go over to the face of Twitters and follow us on Twitter at T balance uh, that we were quite active on, on the, on the Twitter, on the Twitter world. Check us out on our website. Yeah. We have our own www. website and balance sportscast.com. Uh, you can always call us at 917-889-8516 during the live show uh, as well. So uh, check us out. Also follow us in the book of faces uh, at, and just search the balance and, we are right there. My name is Tom Marquis, El Presidente. Stick around. It's about to get good right here on the Balance Radio Network.
or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like, early 90s heavy metal heart. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run. No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. Ow, they're my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Piquet, which, of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wondering. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Welcome back to the Balance Perfect Fitting song. Not only is it Ed Kratz's walk-up song, but it is also a nasty, gloom, and doom day here in Indianapolis. I atop the Balance Studios in the west suburbs of Indianapolis. Thunder, lightning, uh, dark. Actually, I can see the sun just a little bit. Maybe maybe it's moving past us, but uh, 
we had a morning of storms, and there's nothing more fun than going out with your dogs in the rain and them not going to the bathroom. But life gets a lot better now because Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, SI.com, and our official NFL contributor. How you doing, sir? Uh, I'm great, Tom. Sorry to hear. I hope I can bring a little sunshine into your life here. Uh, you always bring I don't, you always bring his sunshine. I hear you're headed to the beach this weekend, right? Uh, yeah, I'm going on vacation for a couple of weeks. Yeah, to uh, before camps oh, open. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Where you where you headed to? Well, down on the South Jersey uh, coast there, uh, Ocean yeah, City man. in New Jersey is our is our go to. Uh, you know, we'll yeah. spend some time in Sea Isle where Jason Kelsey, the Eagle Center, just raised almost a half a million dollars for all that autism. It's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing what he's done to be able to, you know, give back. He's probably the most popular athlete in Philadelphia. I would say. I wouldn't say probably. I would say he definitely is. Um, but what an event and, you know, but anyway, I'll be down at the shore and it, it'll, you know, getting some R and R in and there you, know, you go. And, and I mean, uh, yeah, a little rum and rye is what I mean by that. Not rest and react. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It, it would be nice yeah. to live. I used to live in Florida, so it is nice when you, when you can, you know, make a day trip and get to the, to the beach, but that's, you know, no big deal. You know, I could go two hours and be up at the Great Lakes though. That counts. There's a beach well, there, up there. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the one thing that the lakes don't have is the waves. You know, I, I'm a big wave guy. I like we're riding on the waves and, uh, you know, the yeah. surf. Uh, you know, that to me is a whole lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I'm glad we, we, we live two hours from two and a half hours from Chicago, but they get what's called a lake effect weather. And it is can either be nasty, nasty or super hot. It goes like you can get tons of snow you know uh off the lake it's it's crazy so i'm glad we're yeah. far enough yeah. away from from that i digress yeah. Yeah. hey but we're going yeah. to dirk bentley tomorrow night so there you go you like him you ever heard of him uh i no i have to be honest is he, is he a country western star yeah yeah uh 1987 just got off the phone and they told me to give you a message stop <laughs> using the word country western <laughs> You sound like my grandpa. <laughs> What's it called now? What's it called? Just country? Oh, we just say we just say country. We just say country. Okay. But country, but yeah. but there is there's there's country pop, there's country rock. Um so there's a little bit of a combination of 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 of, of everything, if you will. But uh, uh you know, 1987, it is, it is, oh, man. <laughs> that was the year I graduated. <laughs> Gotcha. I'm getting. Okay. I'm getting. I, I, you know, I was just. I was just sitting here talking because there's a basketball player. I digress, but there's a basketball player by the name of Reggie Jackson. But obviously, it, Reggie Jackson that comes to my mind was the Reggie Jackson that played for the A's. Because when I was in Little yeah. League, I played for the A's. You know, so did Reggie you, Jackson was my 44? favorite baseball. I, I wish I could. I wanted to. That's why I remember so much. No, I didn't. But I got to. I was an A's player though. Yeah. You know, you got to wear the hat and all that stuff, but. Growing up, my favorite baseball player was Reggie Jackson. Yep. Yeah. So, I, I love the A's. He played for the I A's. I love Vita Blue. Uh, yeah, I was a big oh, yeah. uh, Oakland A's fan. Yeah. Well, they're not Oakland anymore. Vegas, baby. I, well, they, <laughs> they still are. Yeah, Vegas, they're going to end up They're going to end up with a basketball team, too, and they're going to be one of those four sports cities, four pro sports cities. You, you wait. And see yeah. They're, they're and and nobody goes there. to Vegas. Nobody goes to Vegas for sports. Well, unless they're going to the sports book, maybe. But <laughs> right, right. Well, right. 
let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know, real quickly, we can't talk about the Philadelphia Eagles without talking about Carson Wentz. Looks like he, he could be going to the Commanders. I don't know. Staying with the Commanders? What's the, what's the Carson Wentz do we know? What's going on with Carson Wentz? <laughs> you hear so many different rumors about Carson Wentz. One week he's going to the Green Bay Packers to back up Aaron Love. The next week he's going to the Vegas Raiders to, you know, because they're concerned about uh, Jimmy G's injury. And now you're hearing the command, commanders. Uh, uh, you know, I just, who knows? Who knows? I mean, listen, the guy, this would be what his fourth team in four years. He was with the Eagles, the Colts, the Commanders, and now whoever he signs with. If it's not the uh, the Commanders, if it's the Commanders, then yeah, it's the same team. But who knows, Tom? I mean, this guy has just had the career that really is sort of surprising when you go back. And I know it's been six years now to 2017 when he was he would have been the MVP had he not you know ripped up his knee. Uh, out in Los Angeles against the Rams, but you know he he was having a great career, and then it's really he's really gone down since then. And uh, I'm not sure what he has left. I mean, I wouldn't bring him in to start. That's for darn sure. And I don't know why the Commanders yeah. would want him back. Uh, you know, you have Jacoby Brissett and you have Sam Howe, who I think they're pretty high on. But um, at this point in the game, there's just not a lot of options for for Carson Wentz. I don't think. Well. When he was with the Colts, he calls Freak Wright his job. So <laughs> I would put that blame on Curtis Wentz, <laughs> you know. But well, and you could ahead. say he calls Doug Peterson. You could say he calls Doug Peterson his job too in Philadelphia. Uh, True. You know that four and eleven and one debacle they had in twenty twenty, uh, and then you know of course the Colts doing what he did. You know you had to win the one game. You get down to Jacksonville and lose that. Um, so yeah, he's 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 a coach killer, I guess you could say at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we we used to call him the recycled water bottle, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody wants so, to drink from that. Yeah, so you've uh, as you mentioned, camp opens up here in a couple weeks, and so let's talk a little bit about what's going on with the Philadelphia Eagles as they prepare for training camp. Uh, let's you know certainly you've got Javon Baller that everybody's eyes are going to be on. Uh, uh, well, is that the guy from Georgia that? I, I may have the name wrong, so I do apologize. I'm, I, as you know, I already have a brain fright this Saturday, this Saturday morning. So. <laughs> Jalen Carter. You're, yeah, you're Jalen a top Carter. pick for Georgia, so I'm sorry. Jordan, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, J- Jalen Carter, uh, the Eagles. You know, listen, I went into this offseason, and the Eagles didn't have a uh, – they were the only team in the NFL that didn't have a mandatory minicamp. Every, all 31 teams did. The Eagles did not. Uh, so they went into the offseason pretty early. You know, very early in June, they went on their break. And I kind of went into it thinking, you know, the big story over these next six, seven weeks is going to be Jalen Carter and if he is able to stay out of the news for something that he he gets himself in trouble with. And uh, he's been able to do that so far. And now we're under two weeks and, you know, still uh, no word on Jalen Carter. There's been no trouble. None of these Eagles have gotten in trouble. In mm-hmm. fact, you, you've seen just the opposite. You've seen two other offensive linemen get married. Jay, uh, Jordan Milata just got married on July 1st in Hawaii. I don't know if anybody saw it, but he sang, you know, Jordan Milata's got a terrific voice. He was on mm-hmm. you know, America's Voice, I think it was, and uh, or America's Got Time. I don't know, one of those singing shows, but, he, you know, he was on that. And he sang a beautiful rendition of Stevie Wonder's Isn't She Lovely?, 
while his bride and I think it was her father were out on the dance floor, uh, you know, dancing together. So, uh, you know, the Eagles have stayed out of trouble, and I thought that might be something to really watch with, especially with Jalen Carter. Um, you know, these are the this is the time of year most head coaches dread is their players getting in trouble. And we saw it with Tyree Kill down in Miami. He's gotten himself in a little hot water. Um, and, of course, the suspension story has been huge. Still more players getting suspended, uh, you know, for gambling on football. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, but Jalen Carter, to me, the Eagles took a chance on him, taking him at number nine. You know, he's a top five talent. He may have been the best defensive player in this in this draft. I know Will Anderson is getting a lot of pub in Houston, the pass rusher from Alabama, and deservedly so. But, you know, Jalen Carter's a force. And I think the Eagles have never had a rookie of the year in, on offense or defense. And if he stays out of trouble and he plays to his ability and learns, I think he's going to be dominant uh, for the Eagles front this year. And he could put himself in the conversation for rookie of the year on the defensive side. So, I don't know. I'm I'm a little surprised on one hand that he hasn't been in the news for something or other, uh, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing for the Eagles, and it's a great thing for him because I think he's got all the talent in the world to be a dominant player in the league if he can stay out of trouble off the field. I totally agree. You probably just jinxed it there, uh, Ed, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you look at some of the needs that I think that, that the, the Eagles need to address. And, you know, I saw that, that Philadelphia gave Slay permission to, to seek a trade, but I know he's a pro Bowl corner and he didn't ask to be moved, meaning the Eagles are giving him a chance to remain at his current contract. But, you know, corner and safety are both uh, needs for the Eagles. But if Slay goes, likely gone, and Bradbury will be in, in, in free agency, this quarterback now has to be at the top of the team's needs list. Yeah, well, you know, they actually gave Slay a three-year extension, and they brought oh, Bradbury they? Okay. back on a, okay. Yeah, and they brought Bradbury back on a three-year deal. So it, the concern, though, is, is, look, Slay, you know, he tailed off last year. He's 32 now. Uh, you know, he started out great first half of the season one of the best in the league and then kind of tailed off a little bit, but he's 32 and now you have him till his, you know, through his 35th year of life. And, you know, that's going to be tough for him to play that long, in my opinion. And Bradbury's going to be 30, uh, I think in August until he's 33. So, you know, you have him this year and you hope they can still be that duo that they were last year, one of the top cornerback duos in the league, but you know, age sometimes, you know, hits you pretty hard, pretty fast. So, you know, they're counting on, on both those guys playing at a high level, but the one thing I think they did, which I like, it, they've added some pretty good depth there. They added Greedy Williams, the uh, former Cleveland Browns uh, second-round pick out of LSU, just 25 years old. He's had some injury issues, but, you know, they signed him on a one-year deal. Uh, I like Greedy Williams if he can stay healthy, and they drafted another kid from Georgia, Keely Ringo, in the fourth round who just turned 21, like, a week ago. I mean, this is a young kid who's played a lot of big snaps in college. At, you know, he had the interception that sealed the national championship game, uh, the national title game in year one. He picked off Bryce Young in, in the final couple of minutes and took it back, you know, 70 yards for a pick six that sealed that national title game two years ago. So, you know, he's a guy that's made big plays and big moments. He's got good size, very young. But again, you have Bradbury and Slay there who are teaching him. So, I like the depth. I like Greedy Williams, and I like uh, Keely Ringo should something happen uh, to either of those two 
30-something players that they have on the corner. We're talking with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, and SI.com, an official NFL contributor. Real quickly, before we move on to some of these other teams, what's your outlook for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles? I mean, the, the Eagles had success in 2022, but it certainly came at a great cost of uh, on multiple fronts. You guys had to restock your uh, your coaching staff, if you will, and, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, but the, there again, as I've said before and many times on this show, Howie's a, a chess player while everybody else is playing checkers. So uh, uh, what uh, – there was a lot that has happened in the offseason, especially with the coaching changes and different things that are being moved around. And as we talk about the different needs that they, they, they might need, but um, are you optimistic, cautiously optimistic, or – Still waiting to see what in one of those categories for 2023, 2023, 20, ah, 23, 24 <laughs> season. What are your thoughts, sir? Yeah, man, time. I can't believe it's 2023 and we're coming up on 2024. Uh, yeah, but you know me, Tom. I mean, we, we text during the season and we talk, and I, I, sure. I'm, I'm kind of pessimistic usually. You're always like, hey, Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl. Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, you know, I'm, I guess you would say I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, it's hard to get back to the Super Bowl after you've lost it the year before. Not many teams are able to do that. Uh, in fact, there's only been three that have gone back to the Super Bowl the following year after losing it. So, uh, it, you know, it's going to be tough for the Eagles, in my opinion. Now, the NFC is not, you know, some great conference, not like the AFC, uh, some just a handful of teams, I think. Maybe the Lions are in the mix. Definitely the Cowboys, which is interesting. Dallas is in that mix. Uh, the 49ers, of course, are in that mix. We'll see what the Saints can do with Derek Carr at quarterback. You know, there's just not a lot of super-type teams like the AFC has. I mean, that makes the Colts' job tough when you have the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills, uh, you know, whoever else you want to mention in that group. So, uh, I just think it's going to be tough. I think the Eagles will make the playoffs, but I'm not sure they're going to get back to the Super Bowl. And they had a lot of good luck last year with injuries. They didn't have too many guys get dinged up for too long. Um, but on paper, they look like a really good team again. But you mentioned the coaches. That's going to be an issue. They're bringing in two new coordinators uh, after Shane Steichen left for Indianapolis there and uh, Jonathan Gannon left for Arizona to be a head coach. So, you know, the two new coordinators, we'll see how that plays out. Um you know, so there are some issues, and there's questions. The linebacker group is all new. They lost a lot of guys on defense. They lost Javon Hargrave, a defensive tackle who had 11 sacks. He went to the 49ers. Both are starting linebackers left, T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White. They were one and two in tackles for the team, and now they're counting on the Kobe Dean, a uh, kid from Georgia, third-round pick last year, and, and Nicholas Morrow, a free agent they signed from the Bears. I mean, and it's a very thin group at linebacker. So, that's a big concern. Offensively, they returned mostly intact. They, they did lose Miles Sanders to the Carolina Panthers, but they brought in DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny. Uh, that'll help, but their left guard, or their right guard, Isaac Ciamalu, left in free agency to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he was a great player, a very underrated player on that offensive line, which is, is you know, probably the best in the NFL. So now who's going to play there? I mean, that's another question. So, you know, this team does not – have questions i mean it does have questions and we'll, we'll see how they answer them but i'm cautiously optimistic they'll be in the playoffs and, and we'll see where they go from there 
Let's move on to my Indianapolis Colts. Uh, you know, we we really want to be excited about, you know, let's not talk about Isaiah Rogers. He's not longer a Colt. I mean, don't want to waste her. He had so much talent, though. He he was a very, very talented player. But he wasn't the only one. But he's, I, I heard that it's that one an indefinite suspension, but he can't even begin to ask for resubmission to the NFL until – uh, one year. So uh, we, we, we move on past Isaiah Rogers. It's, un, it's an unfortunate story. Now, let's talk about the quarterback situation, which is uh, certainly something that, as you know, the Indianapolis Colts have had a hard time putting the pieces together. Uh, so, and, and as I also said, the Frank Ballard's clock is now ticking because he has drafted a quarterback in the first round. They say that's when a, a president of football operations clock really ticks. And that doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, we've got both Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew uh, still trying to figure this out. I mean, obviously, they get, they drafted Anthony Richardson as the number one slot to be the starter at some point. It's just when does that happen? I am in the camp that says let's, let's ease him into it because I'm so afraid something could happen. But what I'm hearing as far as what's happened, of course, they haven't been on the field here recently, but we'll see what happens in camp. But when, when they were doing their little mini camps and their OTAs and those, those sort of things, uh, Anthony Richardson has delivered in, in every aspect of it. So a lot of people say, okay, let's, the only way to get him ready is to get him ready. The only way to do it is to do it, if you will. Uh, so I I'm, I'm hope that at least for the first couple of weeks, let's see how it goes. Uh, let's get Gartner Minshew out there and, and still let uh, Anthony Richardson uh, – or, or am I just being like, oh, you know, everybody's so excited to see Anthony Richardson out there to play. I think that has a lot of people nipping, nipping at the bone to, hey, let's get Anthony Richards out there. Uh, but uh, what are your thoughts on this quarterback? It's certainly very well known throughout the entire league. Probably one of the biggest stories in the NFL right now is who's going to start week one with the Indianapolis Colts, Anthony Richardson or Gardner Minshew. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, listen, I, all reports from the spring were very positive on Anthony Richardson, and there's a lot of people thinking he could be the day one starter. Um, if he's ready, he's ready. I mean, but I'm I'm with you. I'm kind of in that camp to say, you know, let's, let's bring a guy along slowly. You know, we saw we saw the Eagles do it with Donovan McNabb back in 1999. I, don't, I know that's going back, you know, <laughs> a, a coon's age, if you will, but uh, – it, you know, the Eagles did it with <laughs> – yeah, they're country and western, right? About, it's still the country and western mm-hmm. thing from 87. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, the Eagles did it with Jalen Hurts. I mean, they had Carson Wentz in town. They brought Hurts in slowly, a small package of plays for him. But I think if you're ready, you're ready. And uh, I, I like the fact – what I like best about Anthony Richardson is who the Colts have working with him, and that's – you know, uh, Shane Steichen and Jim Bob Cooter, the offensive coordinator. I mean, those two guys were in Philly. Jim Bob Cooter was a special assistant here, and he helped with Jalen Hurts. Shane Steichen certainly helped with Jalen Hurts. So, you know, I like who they have in place to develop Anthony Richardson because I think he does have all the talent in the world. And uh, I think he was he's going to end up being a good pick for the Colts and um and I listen. I think the draft overall for the Colts was good. What did you bring in ten players? I mean, I, and I and I mm-hmm. think you know, obviously you got to wait three years. I, that's how I long I like to wait is three years before you you assess a grade. But I think this has the potential to be a you know a solid B, if not an A class, uh, led by Richardson. I 
I think if if he's ready, and it's going to be interesting, August is going to be interesting, because how do you approach the preseason games? You don't want the kid to get hurt, right? You want to protect him. You want to get Gardner Minshew ready. How much are you going to play these? You know, you, you really have to be careful with playing them too much. You don't want them to get hurt. So I think it's going to be an interesting August for the Colts when camp starts and the preseason games start. You want to see how Steichen is, is going to manage that rotation in the preseason. And I don't know who the third quarterback is for the Colts, uh, but he I would expect he'll get a lot of time in the preseason as they try to get Minshew yeah. and Richardson ready, but managing their snaps so they stay healthy. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, talk about another team that you'd love to talk about, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys preview at, at camp preview, if you will. Uh, Tony Ballard has got the, the franchise tag. Uh, Cooper Rush is their uh, looks like he's going to be their their main quarterback there. Um, what what are your thoughts as as we look at? Because uh, I, I think, and I as I understand it, uh, Ezekiel Elliott's not going to be back with the Cowboys. Uh, Dalton Schultz signed with the Texans. Uh, I think Anthony Brown's going to be leaving as well. So uh, what are your thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. uh, You know, they brought in Brandon Cooks to be a receiver aside C.D. Lamb. Uh, You know, uh, Micah Parsons is a fantastic, you know, probably the best defensive player in the league, at least the most dangerous. You really have to account for him. If you're an offensive coordinator, you have to make sure you know where he is at all times uh, because he can wreck a game. Um, you know, so I, I like the roster. I think it's a good roster. I think it's a very good roster. They have good offensive line, uh, you know, right up there, I think, with the Eagles in terms of talent and depth. Uh, you know, Dak Prescott, it's going to be a big season for him. I mean, he, you know, he hasn't been able to get the team to the NFC title game. And they bring in Cooks. You know, Tony Pollard's going to be the guy running the ball. I like this mm-hmm. draft pick they had. The kid from Kansas State, the little guy, uh, his name escapes me right now, but he was a late-round pick. His dad is a scout for the Cowboys. Um, I think he's going to help them. Um, and, and I like their cornerbacks. They added Stephon Gilmore to play opposite uh, of Diggs. Uh, so they upgraded that position. I know Gilmore's a little long in the tooth, uh, but he's still pretty talented. So I, I like the Cowboys. I think, like I said earlier, I think Dallas and Philadelphia – are two of the best probably three teams in the NFC. And it's interesting they play in the same division. Um, so it's going to be, you know, when they go head-to-head, it's going to be a, it's always a good game to watch. It's always a nationally televised game. It always gets high ratings. Um, and this year won't be any different. If you're a defensive coordinator and you're playing the Dallas Cowboys, do you prepare more for Tony Ballard or CeCe Lamb or Brandon Cooks? Well, uh, I, I think you got to shut down Lamb. Uh, and if Slay's playing at the top of his game, I mean, Slay always gets matched up with the top receiver on the other team, and that would be CeeDee Lamb. But, yeah, I think you have to prepare for that passing game. I mean, the run, you always have to stop the run. And the Eagles were they were pedestrian at it last year. Um, they were 16th in the league in stopping the run. Now they've added depth to that defensive line group. Jordan Davis is in his second year now. Jalen Carter is a very good run stopper. They brought in Contavious Street as a free agent from New Orleans. Um, you know, so they, they did add some depth there that hopefully they can stop the run a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I would, I would always try to stop the run first and then, you know, you got to watch out for CD Lamb. I mean, he's one of the best, you know, to me, he's one of the top five receivers uh, in the game. So uh, I pay attention to him for sure. 
Well, we all know where Aaron Rodgers is. All oh, the Jets go all in for Aaron Rodgers. Everybody's really excited uh, about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, my whole team, for the most part, uh, that I work with is in New York City. Uh, so they, they're they either a Giants fan or they're a Jets fan. So there's a lot of Jets fans, and they are ready to see Aaron Rodgers take them to a Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but I can tell you one thing. And then I listen to uh, uh, Boomer and Geo in the morning sometimes as well. They're based out of New York, and they're all in on Aaron Rodgers. So if you're in, in New York City, and my my – my boss actually was in New York City this week, and everybody in the office is talking about Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers may not be the Aaron Rodgers that we knew in Green Bay. Uh, he might still be wearing a green some odd uniform, but I don't know. What do you think? But Aaron Rodgers and the Jets all hype, or, 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 you know, we don't have Tom Brady anymore, so Aaron Rodgers is the next hype machine, so. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> I think it's legit. I mean, I you know, Rogers seemed you know he didn't seem as motivated last year. I think going to a new team, which you know he wants to prove that you know he's still a viable quarterback as he gets ready to turn. I think forty years old, right? I think he's thirty nine, maybe. Yeah, um, I believe so. And, and the and the Jets have a good roster. I mean, they have some good players around them. They. You know, they've done a good job building that offensive line. Uh, they have the running back. I think Brees Hall, the, the talented rookie from last year, tore his ACL after a few games, but really looked good. Um, you know, they, their defense is pretty solid. So the problem is, is you're playing in a division that is, you know, one of the best in football, right, with the Bills, the Dolphins. Uh, you know, I'm not sure New England's you know, all that, but, you know, you're, you're in a tough division. Uh, so you have some, some steps to take to get by those teams just to make the playoffs. But yeah, I think, I think the hype is legit for Rogers. Um, I think he'll be more motivated. I, I think he wants to prove that he isn't washed up and he wants to show that, you know, Hey, I, I can play at my highest level outside of green Bay where I was stationed my whole career. So uh, I, I think it's legit. I, you know, I think people should be excited for the Jets. I, I'm not sure they're a Super Bowl team, but they can make some noise if they get, you know, get through that division. Um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to watch the Jets and that whole division in general. And you know, I know the Colts play in the AFC, so that's not good news now that you have to deal with <laughs> Rodgers to to kind of get that that's wild right. card spot possibly. But uh, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, man. <laughs> I tell you, I, I, it, it has been all – they're all in on Aaron Rodgers, so we'll see We'll see what happens. We're talking with Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles at SI.com, our official NFL contributor. One final question for you before we let you go and let you get on your vacation there, Ed. Uh, if you used to look at all 32 teams and say, hey, there's my team, whether it's the Eagles, whether it's the Colts, you know, there's the team that – made the most improvement from 2022 to 2023 and I'm, I'm, I'm all in on this team, if you will. What, if you was to pick one of those teams and it could be the Eagles. I mean, obviously, you know, so much about them it could be the Colts. It could be the Las Vegas Raiders for I care. <laughs> what, what, do you, what, what is your team? Well, I listen, I, I, I know the NFL sites about this team because they put them in the season opening, the kickoff classic, if you will, to start the NFL season against the Chiefs, and that's the Detroit Lions. I think the Lions mm. um, could be that team that 
you know, they're playing in a division that's pretty much wide open now that Green Bay doesn't have Aaron Rodgers. And Chicago is still trying to find its way with Justin Fields. And I think he'll be better this year, but I'm not sure that the Bears are ready to take the next step. And then you have the Vikings who, you know, they won like half their games by less than a three points or something last year. I and mean, that's not a good recipe there to, to win those games, you know, in the last minute there. So I think the Lions could be that team. I like, you know, I don't like that Jamison Williams was suspended for, I think, six games for the gambling. I mean, that, that kind of hurts. But, you know, they took Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and free agency away from the Eagles, and I think he's one of the best safeties uh, in the game. Uh, led the tied for the lead in interceptions last year. So now he's playing in that secondary of the Lions. I like Aiden Hutchinson in his second year, taking an even bigger step, uh, maybe in terms of his sack numbers. Uh, I just like this team's roster. I think there's some pieces that they have in place that could make them very dangerous. And, of course, they were playing very well at the end of last season. They got off to a really bad start. I think they were 1-5 and five or 1-6. and six you know, after being on hard knocks and getting all that pub and a lot of attention and, you know, and then they kind of fell on their face, but then they got up and they started playing well. So I think that momentum and that, uh, you know, that that's going to carry them, I think, starting this season. It's a tough opener in Kansas city. Uh, I don't expect it to win that game, but you know, if they come out and they play well and they compete and they, they take the chiefs through four quarters in a close game, I think the lions could be the team that, uh, really opened some eyes this year. If we look at the New England Patriots, Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, uh, I think the fans in New England, they want to, uh, Bailey Zappi. Uh, they, they've been yelling his name for a while. Is Mac Jones' uh, starting with the Patriots over, you think? Yeah, I think Mac Jones will be the starter. And the Patriots, there's some, you know, some uh, reports that Kraft and Belichick are kind of, disagreeing on some things so you know have to watch that but I think Mac Jones will be the starter but again I just don't you're playing in a tough division uh I don't know I, I think the Patriots are maybe a seven or eight win team uh if that um you know they open with the Eagles uh on, on a 425 game on Sunday September 10th Philly goes up there and it's going to be Tom Brady day they're going to retire Tom Brady's number so you know, that's going to be – that place is going to be electric. Um, it could be a tough opener for Philly, and maybe New England gets off to a 1-0 start if they win that game. But I just don't think they have on that roster to uh, challenge the Bills or the Dolphins and, and even the Jets to, to, you know, to win that division. But uh, it, it, the Belichick craft thing is something interesting. This could be Belichick's last year in New England. If they don't make the playoffs and uh, they're struggling, then, you know, we could mm-hmm. see the end of the Bill Belichick reign in New England. I heard that, and it'd be interesting if he if he takes another job if that does happen, or if he becomes one of the people on Sunday morning that we watch pre uh, pregame. You know, Tom Brady though, he's he's in the Enterprise electric car uh, commercials. So you know, did you, <laughs> there was a there was a thing going around when he first when he they first did that commercial, and I don't know if you've seen it where he's sitting on. The, the couch and this lady's interviewing him. He goes, every time I ran on the field, I was going, let's go, let's go. But where was I really going? <laughs> and then the commercial goes on. He goes, we're going to spin the wheel. You're going to Denver. 
in an electric car, and everybody goes, is that is that some sort of uh, uh, embedded message that Tom Brady's going to Denver? <laughs> of course, not, not to happen, not to happen. But, yeah, uh, you just can't get away from Tom Brady. Real quickly, is Rock, is Rock Purdy the guy in San Francisco? Is he the guy that's going to lead him to the promised land? I don't know. Um I don't think he's going to be ready to start the season with that elbow injury that he suffered here in Philly against the the, the Eagles in the title game. Right. Uh, but again, I mean, I know he played well last year in his run, and, and maybe he's the real deal. I'm not sure there's a big enough body of work for me to say, yeah, he is. And and that's the problem with the 49ers. I mean, they they've got talent at just about every spot except the quarterback spot where. You know, is Trey Lance going to be the guy? Is Sam Darnold going to be the guy while you wait for Brock Purdy? But I think, yeah, Brock Purdy will eventually be the guy. And is he good enough? You know, is he the next Brady, so to speak? You know, Mr. Irrelevant was Brock Purdy, last pick of the draft. Brady, of course, was a late pick, uh, sixth rounder. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm still in a wait-and-see mode with Purdy. I know he had a pretty good season last year, but it was only half a season. Um, you know, and I know Kyle Shanahan's a good coach and he'll take advantage of whatever strengths, uh, Purdy has. He has good receivers around him, you know, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, still one of the best tight ends. So he does have weapons. Um, but well, I'm still in a wait and see on Brock Purdy. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com and our official NASCAR. <laughs> no, definitely not our official NASCAR contributor. No. Our official NFL contributor. Uh, that's, for, that's for sure. Uh, I had I have two screens up. I was talking about NASCAR earlier. So, you know, my brain. My I'm brain definitely is. not. The, I know your brain. Man. I know. But I'm definitely <laughs> not your country and Western contributor either. So enjoy that practice. <laughs> I, I will. Enjoy that concert I, I will. tomorrow with uh, who's who's the, who's the performer again? Who's the uh, country and Derek Derek's Bentley. Dirk Bentley. Dirk's Bentley. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I'll check my Spotify and you know play a tune hey. or two so I can sound there definitely you. intelligent when I talk to you again. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you over. Uh, I'll send you over some of it, some of his music. He's great. Uh, you know we we. Uh, I we were had a few concerts that we were going to go to and then just a lot of things happened we didn't get to it so this is the first concert that we're going to get to go to in a while so we're really excited about it and uh, Melissa's a big uh, Dirk Bentley fan so uh, nice. you know gonna get yeah, the country so boots we'll, we'll, out and the, the belts sure. and everything and the cowboy hats so you're gonna <laughs> gonna go full uniform we we don't do that but uh, okay. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't do good in cowboy boots I don't think but we're gonna go okay. uh, flip flops okay. and shorts where's, where's he playing where's, where, where's he playing tomorrow in, uh, well it, it it's Ruoff Mortgage um, it's an outdoor venue it's a huge huge venue for years growing up it was called Deer Creek and it's got it's, it's had different names, but now it's called Ruoff. It's it's the it's the place to go for a concert in Indianapolis. It's an outdoor theater. It's like where Dave Matthews plays and everything. But we're too old to be on the lawn, so <laughs> we're in the pavilion <laughs> in in seats. Uh, but you know they're a little bit more expensive. But you know it's it's a it's a party. It's a, they especially when you're out there on the lawn, it is a a party and the smell of. Wow. Depending on what concert you go to, the, the aroma <laughs> <laughs> is a lot different. So we we don't go out on the lawn anymore. We uh, we we get the we get the VIP parking and we get the seats and let let the let everybody else party out there on the lawn. But yes, it's huge. It's mammoth. It's mammoth. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be that, fun. Listen, that's 
that's great. If anybody can afford to sit in the pavilion, Tom, it's you and that, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you, you are independently wealthy is what I've been told. So. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to, to say that, but <laughs> yeah, well, you know, listen, I, I, uh, you smell that, you smell weed wherever you are these days. I mean, it's so it's legal in all the states yeah. pretty much now, I guess. But I mean, I, a friend of mine took his kids to see a kids bop concert in Philadelphia <laughs> last night. Yeah. You know, every hear this guy, I never even know the kids bop thing, uh, you know, it's kids, kids uh. bop, I think it's called, but they cover uh. all these songs in their own silly little way and uh he said he even smelled weed at that thing it's like it's just wrong you know you're at a kid's concert and, and people are lighting up you know marijuana Crazy. but whatever i mean that's 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 what yeah. that's where we live these days that's right well i hope you yeah. have a great trip to the beach i'm, I'm sure i'll be seeing some pictures and and uh, don't get too sunburned that dome of yours though <laughs> you need to put a hell <laughs> you got that right for buddy. sure all right, man. It won't be a cowboy. Uh, be, won't be a cowboy hat. It won't be the cowboy hat you were wearing at the Dirk Bentley concert, but you know it'll, it'll be a hat of some go. sort. <laughs> well, where right. can people find your work in masterpieces, Ed? Uh, yeah, uh, on Twitter at Kratzy, K-R-A-C-Z-E, uh, is best place. I post everything there, so just follow me on Twitter if you're so inclined. So inclined. Well, I'm inclined because we do it. All right, buddy. <laughs> have yourself a great week. All right, buddy. We'll see you soon. Yep. Enjoy the show. See you. All right. Yeah. Uh, bye-bye. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com. Always, always awesome to have him on the show. And, and we'll, you'll hear him quite regularly if you're new to the show. You'll hear him quite regularly in the, during the NFL every week. We have him on to break down the news and the games of the week. Well, that's going to wrap it up and put a bowl on it for us. Uh, make sure that you hit subscribe so that we know how awesome you are because we know how awesome we are. Follow us on the Twitter at Twitter and follow us on the Book of Faces and, and uh, just uh, have a great week. Don't drink and drive. It isn't cool. I'm out of here. Deuces.